In Greek mythology, there's a hero named Odysseus. And Odysseus has to face a number of challenges to be the hero, or that's how he kind of becomes the hero. Um, And at a certain point on his journey, it was necessary for him to take his crew and his ship through a very narrow place on either side of which was a monster. On one side of the narrow strait was a six-headed, 12-legged monster that had barking dogs around her waist. She'd hide up in the cave, and when ships went by, she'd reach out and grab people and kill them, devour them. On the other side was, this shows what has come to be the understanding of a whirlpool that drank down ships and spit them back out after everyone was dead. This is Scylla, and this is Charybdis. This story, this Greek myth, is the thing from which we get the idioms between a rock and a hard place. (laughs) Because Scylla sat up in a cliff and would reach out from there, and it's come to be used to describe that there's rocky and sandy stuff that just kind of devours any ship that gets too close to it. And on the other side, there's a a whirlpool. But Odysseus had to choose which one to go the closest to because he had to go through this strait. There was not a good answer. There was only trying to figure out which one might do the least harm. And there are things in our lives that are like that too. You know, another expression that comes from that is between the devil and the deep blue sea. But sometimes we come to make conclusions about things that we encounter and have to deal with. And sometimes other people can look at exactly the same information and come to a different conclusion. Now, because our conclusions are based on our reasoning and our experience and our history and the way that we have come through our course of events to understand things, they seem like the only reasonable solution. Because other people have gone through different filters and different life experiences and different courses of events to develop different filters, a different conclusion can look the same way to them. But there's a, there's a psychologist, or there was a psychologist named Lawrence Kohlberg, who presented uh, a story when he was trying to discern how mature people were 
and their moral understanding. And the story is called Heinz's Dilemma. And in Heinz's Dilemma, well, let me just read it real quickly. In Europe, a woman was near death from a special kind of cancer. There was one drug that the doctors thought might save her. It was a form of radium that a druggist in the same town had recently discovered. The drug was expensive to make, but the druggist was charging ten times what the drug cost him to make. He paid $200 for the radium and charged $2,000 for a small dose of the drug. The sick woman's husband, Heinz, went to everyone he knew to borrow money, but he could only get together $1,000, which is half of what it cost. He told the druggist that his wife was dying and asked him to sell it cheaper or let him pay later or in installments. But the druggist said, no, I discovered the drug and I'm going to make money from it. So Heinz got desperate and broke into the man's store to steal the drug for his wife. The question is, should the husband have done that? And the determining factor is not whether you answer yes or no, but the reasoning by which you explain your answer. People at different stages of understanding, people of different maturity can come up to diff with different answers to the Heinz dilemma or get to the same answer for different reasons. And if you read through the, psych the, the psychologist's um, explanation, you see that along the way the answers change. in people's development. So along the journey of our lives, uh, not only might we come to change our minds and reach different conclusions, but if we come back to the conclusion that we had originally, it may be for an entirely different reason. Now this is our... Uh, last Sunday, talking about the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. I think a lot of what we've talked about in services before this is that moral imperative, you know, the compulsion to act from the conclusions that we have drawn through the use of our best reasoning and our best experiences. We encounter infuriating things and cannot fathom how someone with half a brain might come to the other conclusion nonetheless. Sound like anything that's going on around you? <laughs> I can't go any place without hearing people with vehemence talking about what's up with the government. And I hear people on opposite sides saying exactly the same thing and being just as unable to hear the people on the other side 
And I want to advocate for growing enough to be able to understand how people reach the conclusions they reach, even if they are not the one we find to be the right one. Because if we, and I've said, I know you've heard me say this a lot, if we can't understand them, then we can't possibly discuss it in a civil way that will reach any kind of a real understanding. Behind our technological advancements and and population increases and uh, inflated standards of living as measured against those of people in other parts of the world, behind our assumptions of what we deserve and our hunger for more and for something different, new experiences, Our comforts sleep between Scylla and Charybdis. The very sources that make life possible are being bought and sold across the world, and that's becoming more common. People are becoming owners of the only good water on the planet. And if you think they have altruism in mind, I think that might be a mistaken assumption. The decisions, you know, we we deal with every day about driving our cars and the uh, fossil fuels and um, the things that we do that produce pollution or the things that we might face in our personal lives about aging and our care and the care of those that we care for. We come up against hard decisions, things that don't have perfect answers. And the only way that I think we can be doing that responsibly is to do all we can to continue in our maturity. Spiritual, psychological, emotional, and make the best decisions we can, which I think we do now, and then not beat ourselves up about whatever it was, whatever comes later. But understand that we and those around us are doing the best we know how to do Accept that as that decision in the moment, move on and be ready for the next one. Learn the lesson that's a part of it or what it, how, the myriad lessons that may come from a single decision. But don't hash back over it thinking, I should have, I could have, because that's what your best decision was in that moment. If we want to heal this world, if we want to be part of the solution, I submit that as Unitarian Universalists, we are in the best position to try to understand all of the things that are a part of it, the puzzle. <laughs>
That's a tall order. And I'm not saying that you should stop working for the things that you believe to be right. I know I'm becoming redundant. I've said this for, uh, from several directions for several weeks now. But whichever choice we make, when it's a hard choice, when we've done our best, let us have the kindness towards ourselves to let it be enough and move on. May our actions be manifestations of generosity and courage and compassion. May we find love for those we cannot understand and the wisdom to listen and speak so that progress, healing, and reconciliation become possible. May our meditations bring us toward unity capable of holding the tension of opposites. May our prayers be for understanding, May we ever revel in the beauty and wonder of life as we wrestle with, the, with and accept that which is beyond our comprehension.